You are listening to a special edition of the ACB Advocacy Update for the International Day of Persons with Disabilities. To learn more about the American Council of the Blind, visit us online at www.acb.org or email us at advocacy at acb.org. YouTube Live today here at the American Council of the Blind, and we're really excited today to celebrate International Day of Persons with Disabilities. So it's exciting. So it's actually very um, appropriate to say welcome no matter what time zone you are because we're celebrating this international holiday. Um, so I'm Claire Stanley, the Advocacy and Outreach Specialist here at the American Council of the Blind, um, and you're not going to hear much from me. I'm merely the host today um, to introduce our two guests to talk about the World Blind Union, which we thought would be very appropriate to highlight on this International Day of Persons with Disabilities. Um, so how about you guys both introduce yourselves first and then we'll jump into some questions. So Kim, do you wanna introduce yourself first? Sure, thank you, Claire. I'm Kim Charlson and I am the immediate past president of the American Council of the Blind. And I live in Watertown, Massachusetts, which is a suburb of Boston and I am employed by the Perkins School for the Blind. I'm the executive director of the Braille and Talking Book Library Program, which is the regional library for um, NLS Talking Book Library Services for Massachusetts. So great. And, and with me today is Mitch Pomerantz. So I'll turn it over to him so he can introduce and um, himself. Yes. Very good. Thank you, Kim. My name is Mitch Pomerantz. I'm the past past president of ACB. <laughs> I, I preceded Kim. Uh, I live in Pasadena, California with my wife, Donna, who a lot of you know. Um, Pasadena is, of course, the home of the Rose Parade and the Rose Bowl. We're about 11 miles as the crow flies from downtown Los Angeles. I am the retired uh, ADA compliance officer for the city of Los Angeles, where I worked for 34 years. And so that kind of covers my quick bio. Great. Well, thank you, Kim and Mitch. I'm excited to have you to join us today. Um, so the World Blind Union. Mitch, why don't we start with you? What is this thing called the World Blind Union or WBU? Very good. World Blind Union is the global organization which represents what is estimated to be 285 million people who are blind or partially sighted throughout the world. Um, we're comprised of organizations of and for the blind, such as the American Council of the Blind, and uh, organizations or, or, excuse me, agencies that provides services to blind and partially sighted persons. And an example here in the United States would be the American Printing House for the Blind. We have six regions uh, throughout the world. We are part of the North America Caribbean region and I am currently vice president of that region. So that is kind of a, a thumbnail of what uh, what the WBU is. So Great. what might help understand a little bit about the World Blind Union, it's not like 
an organization like the American Council of the Blind, it doesn't have members. Um, it, as Mitch said, is an organization of organizations. And then it's, um, the members are nations. It's kind of twofold. Um, it's a, an organization or a confederation almost of nations and then comprising um, within those nations are members within those countries like ACB, um, the Blinded Veterans Association, the American Printing House for the Blind here in the United States are the members of the United States delegation. And so it's a, an organization really of countries. It's a lot like the United Nations with respect to countries have standing and they have um, delegates. And so I'll toss it back to Mitch and maybe he'll want to talk a little bit about well, that as that's well. That's exactly how I would describe it. I call it the United Nations of, of blindness, of the blindness world. And the, uh, the organization uh, we meet every four years, although with uh, the pandemic last year, we did not meet, but we will be meeting virtually this summer and we meet and uh, address issues of concern to blind and visually impaired persons. Uh, we will hear from a variety of speakers talking about uh, how things are in their parts of the world and some of the initiatives that uh, WBU is involved with. And we will then also vote on uh, a series of resolutions that establish the policies and set the goals for the next four years. I guess in this case, it'll be three, uh, what we call the, the quadrennium. So the period of time in which the, uh, the officers are elected and serve the, uh, the WBU. Great. So Kim, uh, Mitch had talked about being the vice president uh, what leadership role do you play, if any, and can you talk a little bit about what that's like? Sure. Um, I am, um, well, within the structure, this is kind of interesting within the WBU, um, consumer organizations um, in the United States, that would be um, the American Council of the Blind and the National Federation of the Blind, have two delegates. So um, Mitch is a delegate for ACB and I'm a delegate for ACB. Um, so we have two delegates and then the other United States member organizations have one delegate. So that's one way the WBU recognizes the importance of organizations that are led by and for blind people. Um, as opposed to agencies for the blind. So they do distinguish the fact that consumer-led organizations are very important in the scheme of things, um, which, which we like to see and always advocate for as much as possible. So within the structure of um, the regions that Mitch mentioned, um, we, we have a president and a vice president. Um, Mitch is the current vice president. And I um, last year was elected president of the 
North American Caribbean region or president-elect because everything's a little different as we operate under COVID right now. And um, I would have assumed responsibility for the office of president at the General Assembly um, or the, uh, the quadrennial General Assembly that Mitch mentioned, but that was postponed. It would have been in June and it's now been rescheduled for um, the summer of 2021. And so our board decided that um, we would just allow our existing officers to stay in the position until the General Assembly takes place and then um, the new officers will take over. So I'm technically the president elect of the North American Caribbean region. And I will be, um, when Mitch steps down at, at his um, at next summer, I will be stepping up as the new president of the region. And um, Charles Mossop from Canada is the current president of our region. And he's been in that role for, I think about, um, is it four, one full term or two term, four, four years? Uh, one term. One, one, one term. term, yeah. So yeah. All four, but really it will be five years because of, <laughs> because of the pandemic. So everything's all shifting. Um, but but that's, that um, is what I'll be doing in a new role and a new capacity with the WBU. Great. And just to, and just to add in terms of structure, um, there, the four elected members from each of the six regions, we serve on what's called the executive, we would call it executive committee, but it, uh, it's called the executive plus the elected officers of WBU. So it's a fairly large group. I think it has 29 or 30 individuals who uh, serve in that aspect of leadership for the Worldwide Union. Right. It's a lot like a, a board of directors or something like that, but it's larger and covers a more global um, representation. Got it. Awesome. Well, last last topic I'd love to talk about, and I think one of the most exciting parts, uh, Mitch, you had talked about resolutions that are passed that set up goals that you guys work on each four years. So Mitch, maybe you can start and then Kim, you can jump in. What are some of the most recent resolutions that have passed that have developed some goals that we're, we're working on in the blind community internationally? Well, if I recall correctly, one of one of the issues, and I'm I'm involved with it, is uh, to promote more actively employment. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I sit on the WBU Employment Committee, and we just concluded a an international survey to determine uh, how many uh, persons uh, were blind or uh, partially sighted are employed. And the number was actually much higher than, than I expected. Hmm. But we also uh, are promoting through uh, the committee and the resolutions process something called Project Aspiro. And that's a website that um, promotes and shows blind and partially sighted persons all over the world who are employed. It shows them doing their jobs. It tells their stories, how they got their jobs, and it's really designed to educate blind people as well as the sighted 
public that might uh, find its way to the website about our capabilities as people who are blind or, or uh, visually impaired. So that's one of the one of the initiatives that we've been very much involved with over the last uh, quadrennium plus. There's a lot of different um, initiatives that the WBU works on, but one that, that I have been involved with for a long time because it took a long time to get this initiative passed was the Marrakesh Treaty for the Visually mm -hmm. Impaired. And people may have heard of the Marrakesh Treaty. Um, it was something that ACB worked very hard on. So did NFB and a lot of organizations all over the world really, really worked and advocated for years for the treaty. Um, and it was signed in Marrakesh in 2013 as a treaty instrument, but that was really only the first step. Then everybody had to go back to their individual countries and convince their governments to ratify those treaties because it wouldn't go into effect as a treaty until a certain number of countries had ratified the treaty and brought it into force. And the United States just did this in, um, in 2018, not 19. So um, we're very new. We were the 50th country to, um, to ratify and um, have, have been you know, implementing the treaty um, since then. And what it has made possible is the cross-border sharing of alternate format materials, Braille and audio materials primarily, um, and, and some e-text materials so that instead of every country having to produce a bestseller, um, and we always used the Harry Potter books as our analogy when we were advocating for, um, for the treaty because every English speaking country had to produce their own versions of the Harry Potter books because it, it violated copyright for the United States version to be used in the United Kingdom or in Australia. So talk about a duplication of effort and a, and a waste of resources to have all those books produced in all those countries over and over again, when one country could have done it and shared the master and, and made other books available for people that need them so badly when there's so many books out there that never get made accessible. So now there is a global system being put into place that people can search and identify if books are accessible. And if um, those countries are participating in Marrakesh, there's a mechanism in place to be able to share and borrow books back and forth between Marrakesh nations. So that was a huge victory for the World Blind Union and for blind people. What a great- and, and Claire, if Claire, if, if we've got a, a quick second, since this is International Day of Persons with Disabilities, mm -hmm. let me also mention the UN Convention on the Rights of People with mm. Disabilities, which was a, a many uh, year and many faceted effort. And um, it outlines uh, about 27 or 28 principles that we believe 
uh, all nations should follow in uh, addressing persons with disabilities, including persons who are blind. And I have to say that unfortunately, the United States has yet to ratify that, uh, that treaty. We hope that will happen in the not too distant future. Mm. Yeah, when we, ta we talk about treaties and um, one thing that I think it's important to know about the World Blind Union is that the World Blind Union actually has an emissary or a representative at the United Nations. They're recognized by the UN as the official, you know, representative of people who are blind to speak before UN committees on blindness issues. So there is a designated representative when issues come up at the UN about blindness um, for developing countries or economic development or any issues like that. Um, the WBU can be there and is represented. Mm -hmm. That's really important. Well, thank you both so much. I know we could talk about these issues all day. It's exciting to, to hear what's going on at the international level on behalf of our blind and visually impaired community. So thank you for all the commitment you put into it. And I'm sure if you guys have any questions, you can reach out to Kim and Mitch and they can tell and you more. The world absolutely, blind. absolutely. And if you want to explore on your own and learn more, um, you can visit worldblindunion.org, the website for the WBU. Perfect. And it's hey, a very good website. I took a look last night. It sounds like we have a question from Kelly. Yeah, we've got oh, one good. question. Uh, this is for Kim. Uh, yeah. What role does the audio description project play with promoting accessible media internationally? Well, that is a very good question because um, we are the ACB audio description project has collaborated with the WBU to do an international study of, of kind of the state of audio description in all different countries. And um, that survey was finalized and all of, and it was distributed of course, in several different languages. I think French, Spanish and English because those are the three official languages that the WBU always communicates in. And, um, and we had a lot of response. There is quite a bit going on in a lot of countries with audio description. And the full report and the findings from that survey are available on the website of the Audio Description Project, which is at acb.org forward slash ADP for Audio Description Project. Awesome. Well, again, if you guys have any other questions, reach out. We, uh, we're excited to have this connection at ACV with the WBU. And I hope everybody can take some time today to celebrate the International Day of Persons with Disabilities to recognize that we're here, we're around the world, and we're going to keep fighting on an international level for the rights of people with disabilities. So thanks for joining us, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.